Well, hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Clydes, a place where nothing is off limits and we discuss things that we are walking through in our everyday lives. Today is a very, very special episode. I should say very 10 times because we are celebrating our 10th anniversary, Liz. This is true. And what's the date of our 10th anniversary? September 27th. Good job. 2013. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Really excited about that. And as always, I am joined, obviously, by my amazing co-host, the one, the only, Elizabeth Clyde. Hello. How have you been this week, Liz? It's I've been tired, but it's been a good week. Yeah. It's raining right now as we record this. I got my cozy sweater on because it's officially fall. Me too. In Don't. South Carolina, so it's still high 80s. But 82 degrees outside, but we're still rocking them. We're good. We're good. I'm excited. So today we're just going to share some couple of things that we've learned in 10 years of marriage and basically just roast each other as people who have been married for 10 years could only do, you know? Yes. So what's, instead of doing, I guess, favorite thing this week, we can just say, what's, what's your favorite memory? You want to jump right in? Yeah. Because right. we always go over. Well, let's jump in. If I think back to the path through the past 10 years of our relationship, I can't remember anything because I have a bad memory. You can't just your hand because even it was good, oh. but I mean, like that just happened. Yeah. So that's, that's a cop out one. The best thing that's ever happened to me ever. Um, let's see. What are some of the cool things we've done together? We've gotten to go to Japan. We got to go each on our own or each got to go on our first mission trip together. That was fun. That was magical. Um, what else did we do? So, I mean, we've done cruises together, a few yep. of them now. My first cruise. Mm-hmm. And I've only been on one before marriage, so. Yeah. Mission trips. I know you always talk about the D.C. trip was really fun. We did, yeah. The, you the DC, the Bible New York Museum. trip was cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was great. You had a lot of good stuff. Had a lot of good times. Yes, probably. I think mine would be when we just balled out at Disney. That was so fun. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Because that was your first time going to Disney as an adult when we went a couple of years ago. Which I think was much more enjoyable than if I would have gone as a child. Well, this was my first time going as an adult. Um, even though I've been a few times, and it was it's just a different experience when you go as an adult. Because guess what? Hmm. There was no one to tell me no. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, that was the good and the bad part. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it was. But I think probably Disney um, okay. was one of my favorites, I think. Yeah, Disney was cool. We hit three parks in Well, and one we week. did SeaWorld too, so technically we did, SeaWorld. did four. Yeah, SeaWorld was amazing. I like SeaWorld a lot. SeaWorld twice. You, you like the Atlantic Aquarium when we went there. The Atlanta Atlantic City. Aquarium. Atlanta, you're right, yeah. my bad. Atlanta City Aquarium. Yeah, that was pretty fun too. You like fishes. I do. I yeah. don't know why. A lot of stuff, man. We've done it all. Not, Not all, all, but you know. Okay. So more what's your years favorite to go. memory? <clears throat> Japan. 
Okay, fine. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I, I think that those are all really fun. I think my favorite genre of memory would probably be traveling. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I saw this TikTok the other day and this old couple, older couple were talking about how they can, they wish that they would have traveled more when they were young and broke and just stayed in places that are just kind of like, you know, sub subpar. Um, because they, you know, they could have tolerated it more. She's the lady said, yeah, I mean, we can travel and stay in nicer places now, but it would have been fun to travel more, you know, that's one of the things I'm most grateful. We decided to wait and still waiting before kids come. Um, just cause we, we got to do the broke travel and now us being more established and now wanting kids and ready for kids while we're waiting, Mm -hmm. we can do a more bougie Type travel. What was our first big trip together? Mm, I think it was a cruise, but we did like the cheapy of the cruise because the I Bahamas remember cruise. we went we went off season and yep. I got like some kind of special like first time cruising deal and we spent like I think six hundred dollars on the cruise total. Dang, because it was just like a small one to the Bahamas and because we were so broke, we only spent like two hundred dollars on board. Yeah. And now we can, well, like, we can triple that easy now Whoa. going on the cruise. Take it easy. I'm just saying, like, nowadays, like, we, we have higher income. I work three jobs. Like, we can do it. Yeah, that's fair. You work three jobs and you're still trying to keep up to me. Whatever. That glass ceiling is real, man. Okay. Well. I'm just kidding. Yeah, the cruise is super fun. Cruising is still my favorite way to travel, I think. Trying to go on one this summer. Gosh, I want to go on one right now. Let's just leave this podcast and go. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Okay, anyway, so we talked about favorite memory. Let's go to the meat of the episode where we're going to talk about what we have learned and some nuggets we hope we can share with you. Um, Whether you are married or looking to be married, this is just kind of like some practical stuff we have learned to make marriage a little easier and kind of piggybacking off of the sermon uh, podcast we just posted when we got to talk about making marriage last. Yeah. So why don't you kick us off and share? Actually, maybe I'll kick us off because you have like a lot of good content and I feel like I'm just existing in this episode. I mean, well, that's like I was going to share a small thing I've learned, but then we can go to the meat later. It's up to you. Can I be honest? You have nothing. I feel like, no, I do, Oh, okay. but I had to work really hard for it. I feel like I'm not, I feel like I... I feel like I suck at this. Like I, I love that. I are you admitting that I put in all the work in this marriage? Um, is this what's happening right now? No, absolutely not. But I will say, you put in a lot of work. Perhaps, mayhaps, fifty-one percent uh, of the effort. I think I'm a solid fifty-three point five. Fair enough. Maybe. No, I just feel like it's. I don't know. Like, I don't have a great memory of, of stuff that's happened, but... That's just true. Okay, so tell me, what is something you've had to compromise on our marriage? Like, not compromise on our marriage, but, like, what is something that you have to meet me in the middle? Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm coming off of this nasty sinus stuff, guys. Sorry. So that's kind of... That was one of the, the major things. I was going to say the the major thing that I learned in being married to you for going on 10 years now... Well, tomorrow is 10 years, so we can say 10 years. Yeah. So it's Tuesday right now. We're recording this. I know it's Friday. You guys are listening to this um, more than likely when it it comes out. 
But tomorrow, Wednesday, the 27th is our anniversary. So technically we haven't made it yet, Liz. Technically it's, it's there's fine. still time. It's fine. So, um, but the major thing that I had to kind of get over that really kind of hung up, hung me up in the, in the first part of our marriage was that I tried to fit you into like a box, mm-hmm. I guess. So like I was, I'm an Enneagram three, which I'm sure we talked about on the podcast before, but I'm, that's the achiever, right? Like that's the guy that's focused on image and, um, preconceptions and all that kind of stuff. Like I want people's uh, opinion of me and perspective of me to like be really good and be really polished. So early on in our marriage, I'm leading worship um, and I'm on stage and I'm projecting like the successful image. And I need you in being my girlfriend or being my now wife um, to have that same exact image and to be perfectly polished and to say the right things. And when we first got married, you did not have a filter. You still don't, to be fair. But like, if you think you have a filter now, you should have heard you like early in our marriage. Well, people ask stupid questions. I was like, sweating. Well, don't ask me when we're having kids when we just got married. People be doing that. Don't ask me when we're having kids now because we're kind of struggling. <laughs> you won't get the healthy side of me, the emotionally uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was more like I, I needed you to be like, I needed us to be the power couple. Mm-hmm. Like I needed you to always want to hang out with all of the team and to to add a ton of value and to be like, to give the right answers and stuff. And you would be you, you know, you would just present yourself the way that you are. And it wasn't bad. It was just different than what I wanted you to do. Mm-hmm. And that was really kind of tough early on. But lo- it was something that now when I look at him, like, dang, like I just kind of, now I just let you be and you are, you crush it. Thanks. Yeah. I thought you were going to say how you have to pick up after me because you are the cleaning, you're, you're cleaner in our relationship than I am. Like, yeah, but that's never going to change. You just accept it. Well, that's, I mean, you compromised on it. Yeah. So that's, I thought you were going to kind of throw me under the bus with that one, but no way. I appreciate you. No, it, I'm not, I mean, I'm not kidding. That That's probably, I can see people being divorced over that. Over because I don't clean up after myself? No, silly girl. Over the thing of like, I can't control and manipulate everything that you do and say around other people. Therefore, oh. you're a threat to my image. And vanity goes, vanity is dangerous, man. This is true. Like, that's a big deal. So, um, I was like, dang, people get divorced for not closing the kitchen cabinet when they're done getting a glass. Probably. Could be. I, I don't know. I've never been divorced, so I, I'm not really sure. But that, that is, that's a major thing. But I look at like, like I listened back to the message, um, that we gave the other Sunday at North and I didn't tell you anything to say. I didn't give you a script. In fact, when we looked at over the message notes, we just kind of assigned sections Mm -hmm. and we just said, Hey, you talk about this. I'll talk about this. You talk about that. I'll talk about this. And it wasn't like, make sure you say this line or make sure you say this. It was just like, Hey, why don't you share your heart on this and and see how it turns out. It was great. And, but I was able to trust you in that. And now 10 years removed from, you know, past Taylor in the beginning, I would have stressed. Granted, you're talking about a 21-year-old Liz and a 31-year-old Liz. So, of course, it's going to be natural development and maturing. So, mm, Some people don't mature and don't develop, though. Oh, well, I did. Praise God. 
Thank the Lord. Whatever, sir. You're not a. You used to be a workaholic. Where I would refer to the church as your mistress mm. because you could not turn off. So, but you have gotten better. I have because of your three and because you had that image of wanting to be portrayed. You own a very part time. A stipend with the church would work full time hours and not be home, and we would be financially struggling. And then yep. you would still spend our own personal money to make the church better. Because like, we had to have photos for social media, and the church didn't want to buy the camera, <laughs> and so you went and bought a camera. And because like, we had to have the photos. So I was yeah. like, "Wow, I'm glad you bought something nice for the mistress." That was a big thing early that, on. Yeah, who the church yeah. as a mistress? Yep. Because it's like, okay, sir, serving the church, what about me? Do you think I grew in that? Yo, absolutely, you've grown. You have a lot better boundaries now. Um, Let's go. And like I said, with maturing maturing as well, like I know when it comes to Easter or a Kingdom Builder series, like there's going to be seasons where it's going to be all, like you're all into the church. Not Mm. into the church, but you know, like it's all hands on deck. You're going to be working late nights. You're going to be working at home because it's crunch time. It's like Super Bowl. Yeah, seasonal. Yeah, seasonal seasonal stresses, Mm -hmm. I guess. Yeah. Right. Unless it's Christmas time. And if it's Christmas at Faith, I just bail. I go to New York. Well, this time we're doing Thanksgiving, New York. So you'll be fine. That's a different episode of the podcast, guys. I can't wait to share that story with you. It was Easter when you bailed, though. Well, you build both Easter bail- and Christmas. That's a whole episode and a half. That's um, really funny. Of very poor decision making from from Sir Clyde over here. It's okay. Well, it was me planning and not really thinking it through, <laughs> but it's fine. The few times I, there's uh, a few fumbles I've done, and those two count in the few. And more to come, right? More to come. It's fine. But I want to talk about the meat of this podcast that I feel like is one of the most valuable things we've learned in our marriage. Sure. And that is the love languages. Okay. So there is a book and there's a quiz online if you guys have not talked, if y'all have not heard about the love language and we're not going to really be talking about the book, just kind of the five love languages that there are. And so everyone falls into one and they usually share maybe two like um, of these. So they are words of affirmation. Yes. Acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. So I want to talk about my number one love language when I took the quiz. Um, Full disclosure, I have not read the book. I've only taken the quiz online. Me neither. So acts of service, those are what you do for others. Action speaks louder than words. They feel loved when their partner performs acts of service for them, such as helping with household chores or running errands. So I am so thankful that you like to clean. Well, I Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say you like to clean. You're just very particular with putting the house back in order. No, I enjoy going to YouTube and on like the living room TV Mm -hmm. and throwing on like clean with me videos. Isn't that weird? Yeah, no, I'm glad. Because like (laughs) coming home, like whenever we go to bed and the bed is already made, I'm just very appreciative of that. I never have to take out the trash. I, um. You don't. No, I don't do that. Like you, I, and I'll I'll help cut the yard, and like we do cleaning days together. True, but whenever I'm gone away, you always make a point to like try and get the house extra clean before I come home. It's because it's the only time it will stay clean. This oh. is this is probably true, but I really appreciate that. <laughs> or when you do something like super sweet for me, um, like you fill up my gas, the car with gas and whatnot. Like I just, I really appreciate that. Yeah. And then my second one is gifts. Ooh. 
Where'd it go? Those tangibles, expressions of love. So some individual value, tangible expression of love, such as thoughtful gifts. These gifts don't have to be extravagant. It's the thought and effort that counts. And so I feel like my, for me, gifts are number two because it falls under kind of acts of service because I want to know, I don't care what you got me. I want to know why you got it for me. Um, while you're thinking of me, like, so the heart behind it. And so kind of like with the acts of service. So those are my top two. So what are your top two? I took this a long time ago. And so... Are you taking it right now? No. Okay. (laughs) Taking it right now. I'm busy right now. (laughs) Uh, I believe, and correct me if if you think I'm wrong, but I think I, I scored higher on words of affirmation and probably gifts. I would not say it's acts of service because I don't trust people with doing things the way I would do them. Yeah. Well, you naturally have a tendency to think someone's trying to manipulate you if they're doing something nice for you. But I don't care. Like I, that right. wouldn't bother me so too yeah, much. Um, yeah. Words of affirmation, I would say, is your number one. It has been your number one in the past. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Words of affirmation is big for me. It, it probably stems um, from... <laughs> some kind of father wound or some kind of like, you know, some of those like deep trauma that you experienced in your past. Um, where when somebody says a kind of word to you, you kind of just get weak of the knees and you're like affirmation. Um, but more so for me, I think I, I've shifted in this season. Um, I'll illustrate it this way. I've shifted in my, my job season for, from working under one boss who was uh, very present and, um, and affirming to one that is operating at a higher level. And that's just because of the difference in working from a, at a campus level to then overseeing multiple campuses. Um, so a lot of this is just necessity for the role. It's definitely not a knock on any leadership. Um, but I went from a present affirming, you know, constantly boss to one now that is um, a couple of layers removed from me, mm-hmm. not as present and not as openly affirmative. And that kind of had me feeling like, man, am I even contributing in a way that, you know, everybody thinks is valuable or am I just kind of like, all right, you're kind of just doing stuff. It's good to have you here, man. That's great. Um, And so I found that I operate best. It's not that I work for affirmation, but affirmation definitely like greases up the wheels. It's a good like positive reinforcement for you. Absolutely. It makes it it makes it worthwhile. The difficult things worthwhile and it makes me more likely to try new stuff and try to innovate. Mm -hmm. So I'm in a very creative sphere. I'm a very creative person. Now I'm a very congested person. Gross. And so I need that. I found that I operate best. I don't need, I operate best when I have that affirmation from leadership and that makes me want to innovate. That makes me want to push more. So um, specifically back to our marriage, because I'm not a, a workaholic. That's just how I like really easily display that. Um, when you write little notes in my planner every day, that means a lot. Um, I did not poke anybody's eye out with my beard today. Oh, yeah, that was my note. I said in his little plan, I was like, your beard is so on point. Don't poke anyone's eye out. I saw it at Starbucks and I kind of laughed out loud. Um, but I like it when you write those little, like those little love notes in the, in the notes section there. That means a lot. Um, and when you like say, thank you, you don't say thank you a whole lot, but when you do, it's like really, it's really nice. Um, so that's, that's very affirming. And then gifts, 
Yeah. I mean, say less. You're just a material boy. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but no, I would not say that either. <laughs> I mean, the heart, <laughs> the heart isn't materialistic, but you, you, I, you like nice things. Yeah. But I, I was shocked when you said gifts. I couldn't remember remember your number two because you hate opening things in front of people because of the expectations. That's the worst. Mm-hmm. Do not expect me on my birthday or when you give me a gift to open it in front of you and to have any kind of reaction. If and when the Lord decides to like to allow us to have a kid, I am so scared, y'all, because when she says, finally, like, I'm pregnant, I'm going to be like, I don't know how to react. I'm not going to have a good reaction. I'm just not great at that. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I accept it. <laughs> so the other two that we did not uh, mention so far is quality time, which is time lovers prioritize spending meaningful, meaningful, undistracted time with their partner. They want to feel that they have their partner's full attention mm-hmm. and physical touch, uh, which is the primary love language for some people who want to be like affectionate with hugs, mm-hmm. kisses, cuddling. If we're sitting on the couch watching TV, some part Gosh, of our body has to be man. touching the other part. People, which is really funny because. At one point in our marriage, we were slow dancing at a wedding, and mm-hmm. one of the kids talked to, went to the, whispered to their dad or something like that. It's like I've never seen Liz and Taylor <laughs> touch before. I remember that. And the dad was like, <laughs> who was like a key leader in our church, was like, neither have I. Uh. To the point, so like quality time or physical touch is not our top two, obviously. To the point of people for the longest time at the church thought someone else was Taylor's wife because he spent more time because at they led a worship together. And right. like it was like his right-hand Natural gal connection, who's sure. my best friend. So we're all like really close. And so people just assumed she was the wife. Of Taylor for the longest time, which I was like, I was like, so we literally, we, we had, we had a conversation. I was like, we should probably do a little better making people at the church think we're married to each other by touching each other a little bit more and spending more time together. Because I would, I was leading my teams at the church and you were leading your teams at the church and we were, we were just doing our thing and we were both happy because we would spend quality time at home. Behind closed doors, yeah. yeah nobody would and then see. we've never been openly affectionate because we just, mm. I don't really like PDA. I don't like looking at PDA. We were this Sunday, though. I know. That was weird. Taylor had his arm around me at church this Sunday, and I you was like- You were like leaning forward, taking notes, and I was just like scratching her back. And, and I was, I was like, wondering how long it was going to last because I was just one Like, I didn't not like it. It was just very- I liked it. It was out the ordinary. Yeah. So I was very hyper aware of it. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is sweet. This is different. Way to spice it up, babe. Aww. Yeah, good job. But that's not your love language, so it was wasted. No, it wasn't anyway. wasted. And I think that's that's the main <laughs> thing. So now that we've talked about the five love languages, what's so important to know and what I feel like would be a good takeaway is mm. we speak different languages. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm over here doing acts of services for Taylor, he may not notice or appreciate it the same way I will. So if I am over here, like if I like, like for example, I cook dinner very often and he may not appreciate it because he doesn't think about it. And I'm over here getting butt hurt all by myself because I put a lot of affection into that that act. Hmm? There's that lack of filter. Oh, (laughs) Um, putting that act of thing. Stop making me lose I'm my teasing, thought. I'm teasing. But like, but that's that's not his that's not his thought process. I'm not I'm speaking my love language trying to communicate to right. him. 
And the same with his, um, gosh, what was yours? Words. words of affirmation. Yeah. He can compliment me all day long, but it doesn't make me feel get, as giddy. Like, yes, it's nice to hear, but it's not. I'm not going to feel like I'm floating on air mm. if he says I look nice in that outfit or if he compliments my hair. Like, I, that does not give me that floating on air feeling. And so a lot of the times we are showing love to our people how we want to receive love. And they don't understand that. And so for me, knowing that Taylor's love language is words of affirmation, I also understand that if I do discouraging words to him, it's going to hurt a lot as well. Yeah. So can you describe to us what happens when like, when partners don't understand each other's love language? Well, so when it's just, it leads to frustration because especially for, okay, don't don't get me wrong, but for I would say eighty percent of guys, okay. the number one love language is going to be physical touch. Okay, and so if your love language is physical touch, and mine's that's like one of the I think my second to last one. Mm-hmm. Words of affirmation is actually my very last one um, in the test results. I I'm not going to think to hold your hand or to cuddle or to do any of this. And so you're over here going to be thinking, I don't like you and I'm not attracted to you. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm over here cooking you dinner, packing you a lunch for the next day. I'm showing you all the love in the world. Giving some acts of service. In my love language. So I'm not thinking. And versus if you are showing your love language to me by scratching my back in church, by trying to hold my hands, by trying to cuddle, I may think you only want sex. Mm-hmm. And I'm not receiving your love language well because I don't understand what it is. I'm not, we're not speaking the same language. Yeah. But once I know the same language, like whenever you compliment me, I know you are showing love how you receive love. And when I know you serve me in acts of service, I know you are going the extra mile to love me. That's a good point to kind of think not opposite of your natural, but to think in your partner's natural mm-hmm. love language. Yeah, I think that's um, that's good stuff. And I think it's important to know as well that love languages can change as well. Like I feel um, like if I were to take the test right now, I'm sure quality, time, and physical touch would be a little bit higher. Um, but words of affirmation will probably still be a little low. Like, you know, we can like do a fish pump and I know we're good to go. Like <laughs> it's I, enough physical touch. Okay. Yeah, Take like, it easy. You, you don't have to like compliment me so much. <laughs> like I, it's like if I, if I think I look good that day, like I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to have enough confidence. If I'm not yeah. feeling it, there's nothing you can tell me to make me feel it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Have there been moments do you think in our relationship that maybe I misunderstood your love languages that have led to you feeling like real disconnected from me? Um, I will, since we mentioned earlier, I'm not a cleaner. Mm-hmm. There would be times where I've spent extra time cleaning and trying to pick up the house, acts of service, and you don't notice, and I get my feelings hurt. And I'm like, did you see this, 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 and this, and this? And this is like mm. when I'm tired. And so I guess I am like, I'm seeking that validation, really. Okay. Not really the words of affirmation, but I'm like, do you feel love? Do you feel, and you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's nice. And I'm like. Love me. <laughs> <laughs> Love me. Choose, Choose me. me. <laughs> Pick me. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Uh, not to make it, you know, 
not to leave our single our single listeners out. This the cool thing about this, and yes, you guys are joining us for an anniversary episode. So get over it, okay? Just chill and enjoy it. Celebrate us, okay? Yeah. Um, pick us, pick us. Yeah, but to 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 speak to singles for a second, these love languages are not marriage languages. No, these are these love. are your love language. Yeah, and exactly. you can show that with friends as well. I love giving, which is why I think. For gifts, it's so high because I specifically enjoy giving gifts mm-hmm. than receiving them because I love showing love. Like I will buy my friends birthday gifts months in advance just because I saw something that made me think of them. They're in the closet right now. No, That's we true. just gave that that one away. The one for the Harry Potter one. Whenever I go to oh, the yeah. Harry Potter, yeah, yeah true. So yeah. they just had their birthday. So hehe. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's. I mean, it can it can help everything from like your friends to even like your workplace relationships and stuff. So mm-hmm. there are people who I've been more intentional about hugging. This sounds so strange, but there have been people I've been more intentional about hugging because I know that they that physical touch is high on their list, mm-hmm. and so it can really help you um, improve your you know your workplace relationships. And they've even made it a point to say like. You're not like typically a hugger, and I'm not. Dude, all my friends know I'm not a hugger. <laughs> but do you try to hug them sometimes? Um, I don't ever initiate hugs, but I will give them back. Coldly? Not coldly. Lifelessly? Not coldly, but I'm just, I'm not a hugger. Yeah. I just think it's weird. But they could be. They are, and that's why I give them back to them. Mm, limp hugs. Nothing yeah. worse than a fishy handshake. I'm not limp hugging over here. I give them like solid hugs back. I just don't initiate. That's been cool though. It it, it is it is a stretch. Like that that's a stretch for me when I you know hug people. Um, that I, that's not typically my my solid thing. But I love when they acknowledge that I'm stepping out to do it because they see the work They're that I'm putting you in. Words of affirmation. I'm only Crazy. doing it for the. I'm only doing it for selfish gain. Like I just want I'm them to say thank for, you for the words. Just kidding, <laughs> gosh. But yeah, no. It it it. These are applicable to you know all kinds of relationships that you have. So that's pretty cool. That's a cool thing you brought to us, Liz. Thanks for sharing that. Yes, um, it's funny because a coworker, I guess he likes giving gifts. It's so funny when like some people they find out you're in church, you're churchy, or then they especially they find out you're married to a pastor, and then he's like. I read this book. You need to read it. Blah blah blah. And he actually gave me. So I have a copy of the Five Love Languages at my workplace. But it's like for Anime Club, we have a projector, and it's the great Elizabeth Clyde (laughs) under the projector. No, I'll still never read it. But it was very kind of him. Poor Gary. Talk. Poor Doctor Gary Chapman. He got his doctorates and wrote a book, (laughs) and you were just like, you know what? This is good for my anime. Holding up a projector. Appreciate you, Dr. Gary. But I mean, I took your quiz. It's true. Great stuff. Happy anniversary, Liz. Happy anniversary. 10 years. 10 years. We kind of celebrate. And you know what's crazy? We're not like a big celebrators either. We don't do these anniversary trips. Like we have Bible study tomorrow <laughs> on our 10 year okay, anniversary. Wow. But we do. Thank you. But I mean, like we, 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 va- we will vacation together, but we never really made it a mark of doing anniversary trips or really like making it big. I feel like 10 years is big and we kind of piggybacked Japan would be married 10 years. Like we'll do, but you know, we were going to Japan anyway. You want to get matching gold medallions? No, no, but I'm just, I'm thankful for you. (laughs) There's no second thought. You're just like, no, but 
You're the best. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. In closing, and I haven't asked you this in a while. And so one of my things I like to ask Taylor is I'm like, what's your favorite thing about me this week? Because it changes. Every time. And then I I think I'm a little bit, you know, I guess maybe that is words of affirmation. I don't know. That's another thing. Just because you score higher in one doesn't mean you don't feel them all. Like I do appreciate some words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. And you can have seasonal changes while things will change. Oh, they always do. So these are just kind of like more about how you communicate um, and adapt with the words. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the love languages. So, so are you asking me? Yeah. What, what has been your favorite thing about me this week? Well, if you must know. I do. I think lately my favorite thing about you is to see how it's to see how strong you are like as a person, which I know sounds like a cop out, explain, but I absolutely will. It's that you can experience something difficult and traumatic and yet still maintain the joy of the Lord and still try to serve other people and try to let them in. You don't just go, clamshell mode and you don't just like lock yourself away from other people, but you're open to having coffee. You're open to talking, talking to people. You're open to other opportunities where you can serve in other ministries when the opportunities come, even though you probably don't have time to do it, but you just want to serve people and you just love ministering to people in that kind of way. Um, that is pretty cool to me. I love that. You're not easily broken. I have a shirt that says hashtag not broken. Yeah. Cool, cool. Why are you crying right now? I'm not crying right now. Mm. I'm really, I'm not crying. Words of affirmation are big for you. But that was very sweet. Thank you. I appreciate you noticing that and telling me. And that's another thing, guys. Tell your spouse, your partner, your friends what you like about them. Well, yeah. Like that's that's a big, like don't let the magic die. I can honestly say after 10 years, 15 years dating, 10 years married, like I still get smitten with you. Dang, girl. Yeah, I, I do. Like I still like you. And I feel like because we constantly tell each other why we like each other and like why we value each other mm-hmm. it's a big deal so my favorite thing about you lately oh. and not to really be a cop-out is like you've you've really been loving me and the family well and you just go above and beyond to show how much you care because i know you, th- that's not exactly how you operate so taylor would tell you all the time he's not really like a family person love my family to he death. loves them but he just he doesn't think about like reaching out like calling quality time is yeah qu- yeah quality time with family yeah and so but even though my family's his family he like it, it puts even more layers to that so you've you've not only been loving me well but you've been loving my family well and so you don't you don't have to and so i really appreciate I don't have to, but I do. Yeah, like we had like a family dinner the other night. And I just, like you, because especially with when you're in the family, I get so frustrated sometimes and you help me see perspective. You get so angry. I get so angry. (laughs) I get so angry and so aggravated so quickly. But it's Uh, family. It's it's who pushes your button. But you, especially with like my niece- and like even like my mom's husband and whatnot, you just you're so intentional with your words with them, mm. and so I appreciate that. Oh, thanks, Liz. Welcome. I like you. Why are you crying? I'm not crying. Uh, 
That's sweet. That was really cool. That was a cool way to end it. Well, thanks so much, uh, everybody, for joining us for this uh, incredibly romantic, candlelit, um, highly intimate episode of The Clydes. I'm going to say it's intimate. Highly intimate. Stop. No, I'm just I'm, kidding. They already know we're trying for a baby. Oh, they my know. gosh. Thanks so much. Uh, cutting you <laughs> off completely. Everybody for joining us for this episode. As always, if you enjoyed this conversation, be sure to share this with a friend who needs to hear it. And be sure to follow the show wherever you are listening to it and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, let us know what you want us to talk about next. We need ideas, guys. We want to talk about what you want us to talk about. So be sure to follow us on Instagram at Taylor Clyde, at Elizabeth P. Clyde, and send us a DM with an idea that you think would make for a great conversation. Listen, you guys are not going to want to miss next week's episode because we, I'm very excited. We are traveling specifically for this episode to bring you guys an interview. No, we're not. We're going on vacation um, with a couple of friends and I said, hey, you got to do me a favor. You got to do a podcast episode with me. And so I'm very excited. Uh, We're doing like an interview uh, kind of style podcast with a couple of our dear friends uh, from the, uh, that are living in the upstate area. And we're going to be talking about ministry friendships and it's going to be good. We're going to be sharing and swapping some embarrassing stories, probably laughing about some crazy stuff, crying, crying, all kind of fun stuff. So, Hey, join us. And until next time, we will see you on the other side. Bye. Bye.